Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Park of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. I'm Richard Stockton with Stockton Farms in Moran, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas, agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving week, but it's not slowing us down. I've got another episode of Texas Ag Today all loaded up and ready to roll for you. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, cotton farmers in the northern Texas panhandle are rethinking their plans to grow that crop. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. For wheat farmers in the Texas High Plains and around the state, The market situation is drastically different than it was a year ago. Prices are a lot lower. I'm James Hunt and we'll talk about that on Texas Ag Today. Red meat exports of beef, lamb and pork for the first three quarters of 2023. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have the numbers break down just ahead on Texas Ag Today. Farming activity has been brisk here on the Rolling Plains after some timely rains. Hello, I'm Barry Mahler, and I have the story in today's report. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Several years of challenges growing cotton seem to have some North Texas panhandle cotton farmers rethinking their dedication to growing the crop. Gerald Key runs Adobe Walls Gin and Spearman in that area. And he says five years of constant problems has decreased the acreage there. 17 and 18 were phenomenal. We made dry land, we made irrigated, we had huge yields, we had good quality. And 19, 20, 21, 22, and now here we are in 23, there's just been something a little wrong with every one of those years. I believe it was 19, we got half the crop blown out on June the 7th or 9th. And then about half of that, we had an early freeze in September. And so the acres have come down. The interest, to some degree, is waning because they've had such difficulty growing this crop. There's been a strong demand for silage, especially west of us in the Moore County area, that's definitely taken and I think will continue to take some cotton acres away. I do think the water issue is the whole thing that keeps cotton viable if we can get a viable price. Key says cotton growers did have an optimum fall to finish out a late crop, but the summer drought took a toll earlier in the year. It has been another tough year for Texas peanut growers. 
According to the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, back-to-back seasons of drought have weighed on farmers. Those who were able to keep their crop irrigated through the drought were able to maintain and produce average yields per acre. But those farmers who could not irrigate and keep up with moisture demands suffered another rough season. AgriLife reports 13 to 14,000 acres of the 230,000 acres of peanuts planted in Texas this year were lost to drought. AgriLife reports the rains that many areas received in May and June delayed peanut planting this year and the drought delayed crop progress, which delayed peanut harvest. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. Friday's cattle on feed report showed a 4% increase in cattle placed into feedlots compared to the same month last year. However, the numbers are a bit different here in Texas. Here's how the on-feed numbers shook out. We saw 2.9 million head of cattle on feed here in Texas as of November 1st. That is up 1% from a year ago. Placements were at 440,000 head. That's unchanged from the same month a year ago. And marketings here in Texas were 375,000 head during October. That is down 4% from 2022. The wheat market is drastically different than it was just a year ago. James Hunt tells us wheat growers here in Texas are dealing with a much lower market this year. When it comes to the wheat produced in the Texas High Plains, the vast majority of it is hard red winter wheat, and prices for that wheat have taken a mighty tumble. Looking at the futures markets, U.S. hard red winter wheat prices are down about 2 to $3 a bushel from where they were a year ago. A lot of the fall-off relates to the fact that exports of U.S. hard red winter wheat are pretty low right now. Now, as to why exports are down, it's a complex situation. Steely Fischbacher of Texas Wheat Producers says one factor is the way back-to-back years of drought have hurt production. We've had limited supply of that hard red winter, and even our beginning stocks that we came in to this marketing year with were very low when you look at it on a chart. So in terms of being able to have that ample supply that then we would send overseas, it just hasn't been there. But here's some irony. Even though U.S. prices are down, significantly, those tight supplies appear to be providing just enough price support that our wheat is at a competitive disadvantage in the international market. Specifically with Russia, they have been exporting a lot of wheat at a very low price because they've had very favorable production years back to back. So as I said, a complex situation. But aside from what's happening with exports, when we talk about why U.S. prices are down substantially, Fishbacher says the weather outlook is also playing a role, particularly with regard to El Nino. That's also had a depressive effect on those prices because if you're just a marketer looking at weather reports and crop condition numbers, it looks like it's going to be a much bigger crop than what we've had the last two years. That's Steely Fishbacher with Texas Wheat Producers. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. U.S. pork exports are up sharply this year, but Tom Nicoletti says beef exports are down a bit. My guest today is Dan Hallstrom. He is uh, president and uh, CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Caught up with Dan uh, at the USMEF Fall Conference in New Orleans. And Dan, uh, a lot going on internationally for beef, pork, and lamb producers in the United States. Tom, we just received our September data, which puts us through three quarters of the calendar year. And uh, I'll start with pork, because actually pork is a story. We are on uh, not record pace, but close. With broad-based growth, we're going to probably 
probably come in for the year uh, in the neighborhood of 10% growth over last year. And, and uh, the really good news is it's broad-based growth across quite a few different countries. The leader and the star of the year is Mexico, without a doubt, and Latin America in general. Central America, you look at some countries like Guatemala, for example, doing well not only on pork, but beef as well. I think that's really the theme. The, the other thing on the pork side is that um, we are running on a record pace for value per head of a little over $63 for every hog slaughtered. Texas cattle producers are certainly interested in knowing uh, how the beef exports are going so far this year. Beef is down a bit, but Central America and, and the Latin American community, Mexico, is also a star for beef. You know, there was a day not too long ago, you always thought of Mexico and Latin America as price conscious, and when the prices go up, the business is going to drop off. That is certainly not the case right now. Lamb exports are down just slightly, but, but the big markets, the Caribbean region and Mexico as well on lamb, are doing quite well. You know, we're trying to do what we can to diversify there and, and increase the presence of U.S. lamb. That is Dan Hallstrom. He is president and CEO of the U.S. MEF. At the U.S. Meat Export Federation Fall Conference in New Orleans, I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Timely rains have picked up farming activities on the Texas Rolling Plains. Barry Mahler has an update from the Wichita Falls area. As we move through the Thanksgiving celebration season, I seem to be asking more often this year than in the past, what happened? And I don't think it's just me. I have lots of people saying I'm stuck back in summer. or What happened to the time? I remember my grandmother telling me that it's normal for time to pass faster as we age. And maybe that's the reason that 2023 has flown by. Or maybe it was a long, hot summer that seemed to make it go on forever. But no, that'd be the opposite, would it? Anyway, it's something for us to ponder as we move quickly into the busy holiday season. But let's talk about what's going on on the rolling plains right now. Top of that list has to be rain. Now, I must put in a little disclaimer here is we are in much better shape now than we were back in August, but we're not what I would call healed up from the dry weather of the summer. We still need to run some water for livestock, and there are still ponds way lower than we would like, and it will take a good growing season to bring the native pastures back because the rains came as the weather was cooling down, and the days are growing shorter, so we didn't raise as much grass as we could have this fall. But nonetheless, most parts of the region got enough to slow down the wildfires and get a winter wheat crop in the ground. In fact, wheat planting is winding up even as we speak. Cotton harvest will not last long as many acres were abandoned after the long, hot summer. The ginning season will be short. The fact that the gins will have a short run reminds us about the extended damage a drought does to our rural communities. Our farmers and ranchers are not the only ones to suffer. All of our harvesters, suppliers, transporters, processors, they all have a tough business here when the farmer and ranchers don't produce. That ripple effect goes way past the field fence. Markets for cattle still strong, mainly due to a smaller size of the herd from drought conditions over a large part of the country. Many ranchers looking to rebuild numbers into the spring. That should keep that market supported for some time. Grains continue to slide to lower levels as world trade is less affected by lack of trade from the Black Sea region with cash wheat bids in Texas in the mid $5 range right now. And that's not a great price considering the inputs. Anyway, the busy pace of agriculture moves on, but I hope you have an opportunity to slow down a little, enjoy the holiday season. This is Barry Mahler reporting from North Central Texas for Texas Ag Today. Texas anglers could see a change to spotted sea trout regulations. I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have more coming up on Texas Ag Today. And strangles is one of the most contagious diseases in horses. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Strangles is one of the most contagious diseases in horses. Dr. Bob Judd says it can cause severe symptoms and economic loss. And the disease is caused by the bacterium Streptococcus equi and causes infection of the upper respiratory tract in horses. The disease is not unusual in Texas and because it is so contagious, all infected horses must be quarantined. The disease causes a yellow to green nasal discharge with swollen lymph nodes in the throat or under the jaw. Sometimes the lymph nodes are so swollen that it can prevent a horse from breathing, thus the name strangles. The disease can appear similar to other upper respiratory tract infections, but you do not want to use antibiotics in treating strangles unless the horse is very serious condition as the use of antibiotics will sometimes prevent the horse from developing immunity to the disease and the disease can recur. If your horse develops strangles, it is important to contact your veterinarian not only for treatment but also for tips on isolation and biosecurity. Infected horses need to be quarantined at least six weeks, and all infected horses should be checked to make sure they are not chronic carriers after they have recovered from the disease. It is common for some horses to be long-term carriers and spread the organism to other horses in the stable through drinking water from the same water trough. Disinfection of the premises is important, as the organism can live on wood in cold, wet weather for over 30 days. Many disinfectants are effective, but some work better in certain areas than others. So again, contact your veterinarian about techniques for disinfecting your property and how to divide your herd into sick horses, exposed horses, and those not exposed to rid your farm of the organism. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Texas anglers could see a change to spotted sea trout regulations. Jessica Domel has more in today's Wildlife Report. On our last show, we told you the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department is weighing whether or not to change the bag and size limits for spotted or speckled sea trout as the population continues to recover from losses sustained during winter storm Uri in 2021. Dacus Geeslin, TPWD's Deputy Director of Coastal Fisheries, recently told the Parks and Wildlife Commission that after temporary restrictions that were put in place after the freeze expired, the angling community expressed concern. In our August public hearing, the anglers expressed concern over the temporary more restrictive harvest regulations being lifted or sunsetting. And we also heard those same concerns beginning in sometime in the spring, and we committed to doing those public scoping efforts. Those efforts are simply aimed at getting input and feedback from the angling community and gathering the preferences about how they feel, how they would like to see the the trout 
population managed or trout fishery managed. The department conducted six meetings along the coast and an angler survey and met with the Coastal Resources Advisory Committee to discuss sea trout management. They asked anglers if a change were to be made to the slot and bag limit, what would be preferable to protect the spotted sea trout as they recover? From both the recreational angler and the guides, both both groups of anglers, the most commonly supported management option was a 15 to 20 inch slot and a three fish bag with one oversized fish. The least supported option was a 17 to 23 inch slot with a five fish bag and again, one fish over the maximum size. That input was used to develop the new proposal. Currently, anglers can keep five spotted sea trout per day, 15 to 25 inches long, with one fish over 25 inches. The commission approved a proposal of moving the daily bag limit to three fish per day, 15 to 20 inches long, with an allowance for one more than 25 inches long as part of the daily bag. The proposed rule change will be published in the Texas Register and a public comment period will open. TPWD plans to host public hearings along the coast in early January to gather more public comment. TPWD staff are expected to bring the proposal back to the commission in January for their consideration. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dolmel. It's time to check the markets. We'll be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, call 833-TX-HEALTH or visit 833-TXHEALTH.COM. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Cattle futures took a drop on Wednesday heading into the Thanksgiving Day holiday. Now, of course, no trade on Thanksgiving Day, but we will have a short trading session on Friday. Meanwhile, we'll look back at Wednesday's markets where we close lower on both live and feeder cattle. December live cattle down 52 cents, 174.47. February down 80 at 175.27. April live cattle down 57, closing at 177.65. On the feeder cattle, January dropped a dollar 20, 227.12. March down a dollar 10 at 230.12, while April feeders were down a dollar 233.90. Cash-fed cattle markets seeing some activity on Wednesday afternoon. We sold cattle here in the Southern Plains at 177 on a live basis. That's a buck lower compared to last week. In the North, we saw 177 live, 280 dressed. Those prices also a dollar lower than a week ago. Box beef was mixed Wednesday choice up a dollar 17, 296.98, with select down a dollar 78, 266.99. Now let's check those auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Kenny Mingus, Milam County Livestock Auction Cameron, sells them on Friday. Kenny, how was the sale? 
Well, they just kept coming with them, Larry. We had a total of 28, 37. Out of that next, we had 477 cows and 92 buyers. Walk the pins with us. With the steers under 300, 198 to 340. Three to 400 pound steers, 171 to 345. Four to 500 pound steers, 158 to 322 and over 500 110 to 275 with the heifers under 300 160 to 306 three to 400 pound heifers 141 to 305 four to 500 pound heifers 128 to three dollars and over 500 a dollar to 256 cow deal about steady at best 60 cents to 105 packer bulls 80 to 124 on your bread cows 550 to 1875 and your pears 1050 to 2400 sounds like you had a good sale now we will not have a sale this week, correct? That's right. We're going to take off for the Thanksgiving holidays, and then we'll come back and we'll have three more. Uh, I think it's the 1st, the 8th, and the 15th. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. We'll also look forward to Turkey Day this week. I hope you and your family stay safe. Tell everybody how to contact you. You bet. We hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving from Milam County Livestock to y'all and the rest of the world. So uh, if you need us, just catch us at the office at 254-697-6697. We'll be in and out during the holidays, but we do have a recorder, so make sure you leave us a message, and we'll be glad to get back hold of you. All right. We'll touch base with you after the holiday and see what's coming. Thank you for what you do, Larry. Enjoy your time off. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And neighbor, goodbye to you for now. I'm Larry Marble. This is Walking the Pins. You hear us each day on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, and you're listening to me right now on Texas Ag Today. Thank you, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. We're lean hogs finished mixed Wednesday. December contract was up 10 cents, 68.27, with February hogs down 50, 71.82. December class three milk down five cents, 16.35 a hundredweight. Cotton market finished higher, especially on that nearby December contract. Traders preparing for December delivery on Friday. So that helped to boost that contract much higher than the others. And, of course, no trade on Thanksgiving Day, and we will have a shortened session on Friday. December cotton finishing 224 points higher, 79.58. March cotton up 21 at 80.90 cents, with May cotton up to 81.45. In the grain markets Wednesday, corn closed slightly lower while wheat closed mixed. December corn down one and a quarter, 468 and three quarters. March corn down one and a quarter, 487 and three quarters. Hard wheat was lower on the nearby contracts. December Kansas City wheat down one and a quarter, 614 and a half. With December Chicago wheat up three quarters, 556 and three quarters. In the energy markets, December natural gas up six cents at 291. January West Texas crude down 82 cents, 76.95 a barrel. The financial markets were higher Wednesday afternoon. The Dow up 189 points at 35,278. The Nasdaq up 65, 14,268, with the S&P up 19, 4,557. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this episode of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A., Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org. 
or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.